0: Podcast about dreams and the future vanguard of American fascism. Woo. I'm your host <laughs> <laughs> you. I'm brother of the ghost, Kiran. Say hi Kiran. What's happening? Hi, hi, did you
1: see the, the uh that the the um Sandy Hook survivor who became kind of like a, a talking head teenager, he started a rival pillow company? No. <laughs> yeah. To the my pillow guy. <laughs> yes. Once- what's his fucking name um oh god i know know who
0: you mean the 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 photogenic one
1: (laughs) (laughs) well yeah um uh, okay google i'm gonna search sandy hook guy and oh Uh no sorry i said google too loudly and it's like (laughs) um (sighs) um jesus Uh christ what was his name
0: I like how pillows are now praxis, and that's true for either far-right extremists, <laughs> or, or you know, anti-fascist activism.
1: <laughs> Hang on. The, the 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 better way would probably be to type in Sandy Hook survivor. Mm-hmm. Right, that would be, unless,
0: uh-huh. unless you dream you dreamed this and it's not real.
1: No, it's real and I've forgotten his fucking name. Well. <laughs>
0: um
1: <laughs> Yeah, I've I've forgotten I've forgotten his name. He's got like a
0: kind of Wait, do you mean Sandy Hook or do you mean the so Sandy Hook was the like um elementary school? Oh maybe. So Sandy Hook Survivor would only be would be like under twenty. I mean Whereas I, mean, I think I think you mean that it was the Florida school. Um where there were like the politically active teens afterwards,
1: yes, yeah, he's a teenager or he was a teenager when he first entered the lionlight, maybe he's
0: yeah okay, so Sandy Hook, the reason Sandy Hook was so awful to for people to pretend it wasn't real was because it was like like babies effectively being killed, and they were like yeah. that cat, that's not true, and therefore the parents. Whose like five year olds were shot were being told mm. by people on national television that they were lying about it, yeah, which is Alex like is it yeah. is just like levels much much worse than people being like, "Oh, teens, maybe you're bigging up your school shooting, which is still awful, but it's not as bad as being like your baby was not shot, which <laughs> is just so so extreme as a as a thing to be a thing to be doing anyway the um
1: David Hogg. Yeah, Nathan. Survivor of the Parkland shooting. Yeah, Parkland
0: shooting, that's what you're thinking of. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah, he's he's uh he's making a my pillow rival to compete with Mike Lindell. Uh, um...
0: See that's just very
1: funny. <laughs> that <laughs> is very funny. Um I I can't t- I don't have time to read this article, mm. but I can't tell if the article is making a pun or if he's actually going to call his like pillow and duvet and bread spread company uh-huh. uh hogs in a blanket Ooh, with nice. two g's like his last name <laughs> because if he does it that'll be very upsetting that's like what you have to call it
0: i think if you want to get all the internet leftists on board especially in america don't call like call it not my pillow our pillow <laughs> um I think I think I think the internet leftists have decided this is cringe and this is a very
1: silly idea.
0: Yes, but no, but you're not listening to me. What I'm saying is, they would be on board where you, hope okay, if okay. he had done that, then they wouldn't be like this is cringe. They'd be like, no, this is like over the line. It's not good again. <laughs>
1: because... <laughs> well, the other the other way is you go so far cringe that it's like, yeah, this is funny. Actually, this is just he's he's knowing, right? Yeah, he, he's like yeah. he's yeah. He, uh, this has gone from like cringe to like intentional post. yeah or if
0: you go to like feral hogs in a blanket or some other internet me- internet <laughs> meme so you're like combining both mike lindell and some other some other meme that would uh that would be good um i uh i don't live in america and i i'm not in the market for a pillow so mm. uh unfortunately i i cannot end- endorse this or um you can you not <laughs> No, uh, even though I would sleep better and therefore have more um, uh, substantial dreams that would uh, mm. create content for this this podcast. And, um, uh,
1: I, I'm slightly afraid of when the Mike Lindell lo- news dries up. <laughs> it's like explaining the, the subtitle of our podcast every week.
0: Maybe we get rid of the subtitle.
1: Uh, maybe. We'll yeah. do that when the Mike Lindell news dries up, but so far it
0: just keeps on giving, baby. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's going to dry up. I think... This is gonna be this is gonna be it from now from now on. It's just gonna <laughs> this is be the problem, <laughs> yeah. Michael littlede discourse, I think as long as my pillow is successful, which I suspect will Seems to be yeah, will continue to be, and therefore it's quite hard to get rid of him um in the same way that like uh oh, not Ben Carson what was the what was the uh the Godfather pizza guy? The uh, who
1: Papa John's guy or
0: no, not pa- no, not Papa John. He's he's gone. <laughs> he's he's been successfully <laughs> cancelled. <laughs> he's insane he for is... a different reason. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm thinking of the um, the the guy who ran for the um, Republican nomination under the seven 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 tax plan. Um, who's a big Trump guy and then died of coronavirus last year. Oh, um... I missed
1: this. I think.
0: No, um, or some, memory <laughs> hole. there was some there was some incidents of someone using his Twitter account after he had died tax plan let me see Uh oh no it was the 999 plan it was Herman Cain's 2012 campaign oh Herman Cain yeah okay. where he was like we're gonna make we're gonna have a 999 tax plan where we're gonna have a 9% rate of interim tax a 9% rate of capital gains tax and a 9% uh corporation tax or, or i forget if those were the three taxes but it was just like wait so you just you just want all of the taxes to be the same number <laughs> that's not a plan that's just like a weird thing you want
1: it's just it's it's
0: neat it's neat <laughs> yeah it's it's very neat and you know yeah. i suspect they would just have kept like obviously that would never actually ha- never actually have happened. but if they were to do some version of it yes. they would just keep all the loopholes and stuff and be like the tax is just this rate with all of the previous system in place. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: right. yeah, uh, yeah. But like, so basically like he, he hung he was able to stick around and continue to be on television, like as a talking head consistently, um, despite him not being successful. Uh, but his chick was also like, I'm a successful businessman turned politician, mm-hmm. but he was not successful mm-hmm. as a politician. <laughs> <laughs> but he managed to uh, maintain, maintain a uh, notoriety due to his persistence yes. And his ideas um, yeah the other the other funny funny thing that happened is uh, <laughs> Nicolas Sarkozy lost his court case yes yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: yeah he's a, he's um he's sentenced to uh one year of fake jail i guess yeah uh,
0: um and that's what you get for defrauding the French state on in like dozens of ways. <laughs>
1: <laughs> numerous ways there's a yeah there was a lot of people being like what what thing is he being sent to the prison for exactly what is he being sentenced mm-hmm. for uh because
0: it was a like lot of corruption gen it was like corruption generally and it was their vibe. The combined investigation
1: yeah <laughs> the general sarkozy vibe <laughs> we've now yeah. deemed this illegal
0: yeah pretty much well i mean like the li- like the list of individual bits of evidence they had of him probably taking money or or in some cases provably taking money for access to the president and therefore mm. um a pretty clear p- quid pro quo and not not declaring campaign donations for instance including that the 50 million euros Gaddafi gave him <laughs> which, is, which is um what apparently um you know got the investigators to start looking at him in the first place so
1: fun 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 pardon
0: that's a lesson to all future it. people. Don't take money from Gaddafi.
1: <laughs> it's harder these days.
0: <laughs> you would be surprised.
1: I'd be surprised. Oh, zombie Gaddafi. Uh, oh, yeah, he's not
0: coming back. They, uh, no. <laughs> they made sure of that. Yes. No. Anyway. Um, the, uh, how are you doing, pal? What's, uh, how are your dreams? The dreams. Uh, um,.
1: I only have like two things to say about the dreams Mm. this week, which are, are I'm trying to get into the habit of like doing some drawing every day, Um, like in a notebook beside my, uh, uh, like my office. Mm. So like during my lunch break or whatever, um, Mm. I'm like looking at trying to find decent places for like drawing prompts. Mm. Like places that will like give you like, oh, today you can draw a a fox with a gun. I'm like, cool, yeah, alright, I'll do that. Um <laughs> it's like, fuck it, something. Um that kind of thing. Yeah. The other thing is I got really back into like Scrivener, which is Do you know what Scrivener is?
0: No, you're gonna have to explain that to me.
1: Uh, Scrivener is like a Write like it's writing software. I think it's originally kind of intended for novels. Mm. Uh, I knew I knew a guy who was like a sci-fi uh, author, um, who I worked with actually, like at the day job, um, back in Scotland. And he didn't make enough from his novel. He's like successful, but like he didn't make enough from his novels to sustain like a comfortable living. So he also just like did coding work. Um, yeah, right. But he showed me the software um, and yeah, it's like, it's pretty cool because it's, it's kind of organized rather than having to like have the millions of docs. It's kind of organized like a project, kind of thing. Like you have Mm -hmm. the sidebar with all the, like you have folders for like the actual, okay, this is going to be the different chapters, And then you can have folders for like, here's all like the character profiles and any notes on a make. And you can do things out of order and rearrange them later. Mm -hmm. Um, you can, like, set up through lines and stuff like that. It's a very, very good comprehensive writing tool if you are into or want to do any kind of creative writing. Mm -hmm. Um, That being said, though, um, I'm not sure how, like, they do offer, like, these settings for, like, automatic formatting for, I don't know, like, Harvard-style essays or whatever. Right, Um, yeah, yeah. They have, like, these other, like, format specialties for uh, more specific formats, like poetry and screenplays and et cetera, et cetera. I'm not sure. Um, most of the features they seem to advertise really feel like they're only useful to me for, like, long-form creative writing. Yeah, right. Um, yeah.
0: Something where, like, the complexity is high enough that you kind of start needing additional features.
1: Yeah. Yeah, right. I, I I've also was reading about like how other people like use the tool and stuff like particularly if cartoonists use the tool mm-hmm. and some of the things they use it for is they'll also it's really handy to like drag in publisher feedback and you can sort it that way and like
0: mm-hmm.
1: have sections where rather than having to open multiple documents or like have like a big folder with all these different stray documents, you can just like put it into the one project and incorporate feedback and yeah it seems really flexible but like i guess i'm only really interested in like long-form creative writing or that's being the use for it yeah um the other thing i saw was and something that i think i'd be interested in um is the bechdel system people probably know the bechdel test yeah um the you know, what is the Bechdel test again? It's like the kind of like, uh, it's made by Alison Bechdel, who's an American cartoonist. Hmm. Um, and she came up with this idea that two named female characters have to have a conversation in a story that's not about um, a man, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it uh, the test, yes. And that's their sort of kind of like the, um, Oh, like a kind of benchmark that this is in any way feminist. Basically, yeah. that's oversimplification. I've seen a lot of people talk about test, and it's more of a meme rather than anything like literary or whatever. Like, you can theoretically have a feminist writing that doesn't actually include any women because it could be about like men in the world, like being terrible
0: or something. Yeah, You're right. Yeah, sure, yeah. I, I think um, it I find it more applies. Like, it, it better applies to things like. Things like films and stuff, where you're like, there is this is a thing of people talking to each other, <laughs> and and yeah. there are female characters, but they are not talking about anything else other than the man, or they never talk to each other. There's just like one woman in this room, and you've inserted yeah. her because you didn't have any, and that's kind of like the failing of it. Or it's- uh I liked in Gilmore Girls that it very very rarely passes the reverse Bechtel test where. <laughs> <laughs> nobody, no, no, nobody other than two women have a conversation about anyone but uh, um,
1: another one of the Gilmore's more than that.
0: Yeah, usually, usually one of, the, one, of the, one of them. But the I think it suits that better rather than exactly for your, like your point for for things like um, I think writing, especially
1: uh, it's not it necessarily
0: did? dialogue all the time. It
1: appears she outlines it in a comic where characters in the comic are talking about a film. So, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Like, um, And I also think that the place I'd probably be most willing to apply it is, like, things that are meant to have mass or general appeal. Yeah. Because that's, like, I'm I'm thinking maybe, like, Marvel films are probably a good example. Things that are meant to be for everyone, but they're not, like, in any way ever going to make an explicit statement about anything, never mind anything feminist. Um, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it
0: applies to that kind of stuff much better.
1: Because that's the kind of thing of, like, okay, if this is meant to be for everyone, you should have some female characters that are able to exist without, like, outside of the orbit of men characters, like, because presumably if you're appealing to everyone, you're also appealing to women. Um... Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. I think also it's stuff like sitcoms and that, those kind of forms, yeah. it applies to very well because you're like, there's no reason, because the, situa- the situation you're in is not like, they don't live on, you know, like a 50s military base where there are no women or something. Yeah. It's There's like, there are women characters, but it all, often like, they only ever have a conversation with one of the main male characters or something. They never talk to each other in like a lot of yeah. older kind of sitcoms. And that's kind yeah, of yeah. the, that's I think what it applies to best.
1: And even in the sitcom that was set on the fifties military base, they were really trying to make, like squeeze
0: in female characters because they, because they needed someone for Hawkeye to to hit on. Yeah, uh, yeah no, the fifties uh, military base. i was just trying to i was trying to think off the top of my head, like male, the guaranteed male only environment. Yeah, this isn't Oz. Yeah, it's guy. not an episode of Oz. Prison.
1: Yeah, uh, prison. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, but like yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's true like it, it, i think it's also very ap- applicable to modern sitcoms where a lot of modern sitcoms are still kind of influenced by friends where you have the like gender parity in terms of character numbers yeah you will yeah, yeah. have yeah in around the same number of guys as girls in your like main roster list yeah um I'll, yeah actually i wonder how true that is anymore i think when people when more sitcoms try to do that everyone was like this is a friends ripoff." I think the only one that was successful was probably How I Met Your Mother. And even then, they weren't like... No. It was three to two, right? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. anyway. Sorry, the Bechdel system. (laughs) The Bechdel system, as opposed to the Bechdel test, which we have talked extensively about. The Bechdel system is how Alison Bechdel makes comics, Mm. which is... Or how she writes comics, more specifically. uh, Which I find very appealing because I have a hard time doing, like... So what Marvel and DC do is they have like a script format that's like panel one, description of what's in the panel, and then like Iron Man colon and then Iron Man's dialogue, mm-hmm. uh, yeah Spider Man colon Spider Man's dialogue that kind of thing. I have a real problem dealing with that because I'm like, how do I understand like visually what is too much or too little text? Mm-hmm. I also Uh, usually as a cartoonist you want to have like a rhythm on the page of like it makes sense to because the page flip is a part of the storytelling you want to like reveal when you turn the page and Mm -hmm. things like that yeah um and it's very hard i think for me in that system to visualize what will actually be contained within one page Mm -hmm. unless you do something like watchmen where you're like you have a rigid panel set up like watchmen except for specific moments was like a three by three grid Oh, yeah. panels every page and they're all the same size. Hmm. Um but what Bechdel does, she um she actually just uses something like InDesign or you can like use any kind of image making software and she will write the text out and place it on like an A4 page ah. where she suspects the panels and the like dialogue balloons will go. Yeah. Um uh, And it's done in such a way that you don't have to do any drawing initially, Mm. because I know some people will write by sketching out the pages effectively. Yeah. Yeah. But then I'm like, my handwriting gets really sloppy and I'm like, if I come back to it, I'm like, what the fuck does this say?
0: (laughs) Yeah, you might be creating useless sketches. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, So, in terms of, like, spacing out volume of text, that's like, you know, it's one of those things that when you hear it, you're like, well, duh. But then... You look and you're like, well, other people actually don't do this. (laughs) It's it's, maybe it's not as obvious as it's one of those good ideas that you know seems really obvious because it's so good.
1: Some, uh, some like I know there's plenty of comic writers who just know how this works and can get used to it, kind of thing, and they'll just know it through source of habit of like what's too much and too little. Um, And there's also very different eras. Uh, Like if anyone ever looks at like marvel or dc comics from the 90s in particular like early to mid 90s walls of mm. text absolute fucking walls of text um mm-hmm. per panel it was insane but that was the way it was done <laughs> back then Um yeah but then there's like the reverse um we can talk about this later but i've started watching the boys on amazon oh Drive. yeah okay yeah yeah and I was, re- I was reading those comics as they were coming out back in, like, hmm. 2006, 2008. Uh, 2008. And the problem that was happening with comics back then is they did this thing that was being called decompression, where in an aim to look more cinematic, you have more, like, dialog list panels of, like, establishing shots and, like, yeah, what in the cinematic universe would be, like, long shots of scenes and close ups mm. of items and stuff to like mood build and whatever but really the motivation behind that was to um pay writers less because <laughs> you would be paid per word or per page right yeah 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 so yeah, yeah. that's it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh it does suck but um that's cool that's um I, yeah yeah I want to do an episode. Uh, what an episode in the future? I want, uh, if you ever watch the boys, I I I would want to talk to you about Garth Ennis because Garth Ennis is also like a particular product of Northern Ireland.
0: Oh right, okay. Maybe I will watch it. Yeah. I can watch it for this for the purposes of this. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I'm really enjoying the series mainly because they've kind of toned down Garth Ennis's like grotesque cynic- cynicism. Yeah. Um. But yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I I'd be interested
0: if you watched it uh um grotesque cynicism in northern ireland just they just go (laughs) well together
1: yeah yeah, yeah. he's 100% (laughs) a product of just like a kind of like northern irish doomerism kind of thing of just like yeah like yeah no the troubles will last forever there's no changing this yeah northern Northern irish like
0: very justified doomerism (laughs) it's like
1: a little bit but it was like but it's like it's it was so it's so painful like you can understand where it comes from but at the same time it's just like really shouldn't get into your position that like the two tribes effectively will always hate each other, and there's no getting pa- there is no getting past that. Oh, yeah. Like, oh that's, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the kind of like
0: generation
1: that he comes from, basically.
0: Yeah, and I guess... I don't know, maybe we should talk about Northern Ireland sometime. But, like, there's, there's a younger generation who's just like, I don't, I, I don't understand why this is a problem. <laughs> it's just like... I was like, yeah. oh you don't understand the history? It's like, no, I understand the history. I just I genuinely don't know what your you guys' problem is.
1: Yeah, I think there's a uh, that's a that's a that's a very different project. But like yeah. yeah, if you watch the boys actually we could do this. We could do our Garth Ennis slash the boys slash Northern Ireland episode.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's area. I'm I'm done. Let's let's do that. Uh, uh, Hugh that's... and
1: Kiran solve the troubles, <laughs> solve the
0: yeah, uh... Northern Ireland question. But by uh, a detailed analysis of one man, one man's like creative output that may what or may not nice relate to Gen Xer, yeah. <laughs> yeah, who I'm sure is representative of a uh, current power structure. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. Um. Yeah, that'd be good. I, I'll do that. If you remind me, I'll do that. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll write that down. Uh, I
1: think you also probably. I think you'd probably enjoy the the series. I'm enjoying it so far. I'm only yeah. there's only two seasons out at the moment. I'm a couple of episodes in.
0: Yeah, I've been recommended it a few times. I just ha- it's one of those things. I just haven't got around to it. Is the yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I like the. Do you have that thing where people will recommend you something so much,
0: but like it is
1: genuinely the first time you haven't. The first reason why you haven't watched it is you just haven't gotten around to it yet. Yeah. But then after like. The fourth or fifth recommendation, it becomes resentment that everyone keeps recommending it to you. You're like, no, shut up, fuck <laughs> off.
0: I do feel that to a certain extent of like shows that became big things that I wasn't super into, and then it just become a bit of like, I'm sure inter like externally, I'm feeling, oh, I don't, I now I just don't want to watch this. Is that what you were saying, like it's as a resentment thing. But I think internally, <laughs> what might be going on is like a. I don't like I couldn't possibly catch up with the knowledge base required to have this conversation anyway. So yeah. I might just not and just assume that I'm not going to. Was this, did you do this with Game of Thrones? Uh so I tried to watch the first series of Game of Thrones when it was new, before anyone I knew was into it. And I didn't really like it. Um and then yes, that ended up happening. It ended up it ended <laughs> up morphing into a in the back of my head I was thinking, I will come back to this. And like, because I'm, I'm like, maybe I just didn't, I wasn't paying like attention. I didn't really know what was going on. I hadn't read the books. And then Mm. after gradually, after that, it became like, no, I don't want to watch this because people are annoying me about it. And then (laughs) I did watch last. I watched the final series because uh, my partner was watching it here anyway, and I was like, oh, Mm. I mean, if it's odd, I'll, I'll watch it with you. But like. I, you know a lot of a lot of people the consensus is that the last season is not very good so i was no, like no, the people anyone anytime we had people over who were watching it they just keep having to turn to me and reassure me being like no i like the last the other series are really good yeah. like like I, I i guess i have to take your word for it but i mean i'm now not going to watch them as i know where it goes and it's not satisfying it goes, yeah um which is you know the thing that like things that end early Anyway, so the the takeaway I have from uh, how, how your how your dreams are going is that you've you've done planning about a new system you might look at doing, uh, and you haven't done any actual work.
1: Uh, I've done some writing. No, I have genuine actually oh, okay you know, yeah, Scrivener yeah. for its purpose, uh, and it's mostly good because it's a lot of stuff that I just had in my head, and I was like, I should put mm. this somewhere. Bit oh, more good. material, okay. but oh, cool. that also leads me to another thing I'd love to talk about another episode which is digital archiving Mm. (laughs) because I I listened to a librarian talk about it. And it's just like, Oh yeah. Everything since like the year 2000, we've been effectively just been throwing into a big fire. (laughs) (laughs) Like it's all lost.
0: Yeah. Um, um,
1: I find Very funny.
0: Yeah. It's a funny thing of like, this is why, uh, this is why if you were starting like a new, a new company now that that needed to archive some data, Having the ambition of doing that yourself is insane because you would need to have someone monitor it for like, like one of your backups failing and needing to like roll over to something else. Like this is the reason why you know people just pay a company to do this, do this for them. Mm-hmm. And this is a real problem for like libraries and stuff that are and pe- like archivists that don't get enough money from their university or whatever, because they're now in charge of maintaining this system that is not permanent and needs needs a constant upkeep because hard drives just stop working and the discs in them decay and flash memory stops Mm. working so it's not you know it's um it's not a not a perfect system at all uh it is better than like vellum i guess (laughs) no
1: vellum fucking lasts man
0: I think the, my memory is that vellum, like, doesn't last as long as you think it would, um, and then you do... Because it's not that the vellum decays the same way, like, as quickly as paper, but the ink on it doesn't last or something, so you do need to re- right. replenish it anyway, um, yeah. and it does last better, but then you have, like, an inaccessible format that's very difficult to access this stuff. So actually, like, with digital stuff, you're getting a much higher fidelity of accessibility than, like, microfilm, um, but... A similar problem to microfilm is that it will melt, <laughs> eventually, <laughs> or quite quickly, depending on what you're doing you're using it for. Anyway, so, um, yeah, we should we should talk about like uh what why why are you asking about that? <laughs> I don't remember where we got here. Digital
1: archiving. Uh, I just kind of made the joke there. It, it's um, there's a documentary I actually want to watch called Preserving Worlds, where um, mm-hmm. it's on Means TV, but it's on it's unlocked on Means TV, so you don't have to have a subscription to watch it um but it's about um it's an archival it's an archivalist and like a film editor who basically did an ethnography of like these free-to-play uh mmos or like basically virtual chat places Mm -hmm. and i was listening to an interview where he's talking about like all the different problems with that he also just he went on various rants about like digital archiving and stuff yeah and problems that are happening with that like very fun fact that like most um more playstation 3 games are lost to the sands of time than playstation 2 games are Mm. because uh day one patches
0: oh right yeah yeah yeah. because you can
1: have the cd but then the game's unusable
0: yeah it doesn't it doesn't work yeah shit
1: (laughs) 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 right um so that's, yeah. like, a super interesting thing.
0: That, I there was, like, a... There was a period, I remember, PC games that needed to authenticate with, like, EA servers once and stuff. And you're, like... Mm. Or that whole debacle of when the, like, last ever, probably, SimCity came out. And it was, it could be online always, was the idea. But that meant the game was actually, like, very difficult to run because people didn't have internet connections that synced up well with that, it had created loads of other limitations with the game, and then EA's servers weren't actually equipped to make it run. And when they decided to, like, discontinue the servers and stop, like, supporting the game, like, they had to put in a lot of work. And I can't remember if EA did it officially, or it ended up being, like, just, like, a combination of that and modders making it work, where you can't play the game now in a version, but... Their original goal was to make that not possible, which is just nuts as an idea for the exact reason of just, like, well, that just becomes, like, disappearing. Like, it's just, it's not, never, it's never going to be runnable, which is, like, a bit sad, I guess, you know?
1: But yeah, I'd love to, uh, um... yeah, this might end up being an episode where I kind of just, like, run through some uh, future Dream Buddies topics with you.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's called a planning episode.
1: We're doing a planet episode, right? I've, um, I have a very quick
0: recommendation on that on that thing, which is yeah. this is YouTuber who I'd never seen before, but basically, uh, um, he he went he went through a very long explanation of he had modded the original Lego Island game. Um, oh, nice! Because there's a bug in it where um, if your processor is too fast, the controls are fucked up. Is they're locked to your processor's clock speed? So that, like, oh. turning left will be incredibly fast on a modern processor, because the clock speed is, like, hundreds of times. <laughs> you're, you're one from well, that the had 90s.
1: Ta- that had tank controls as well, didn't it?
0: Yeah, so did tank controls. Yeah, that was the other problem yeah. with it, is that it was, it was all tank controls anyway, and then, therefore, your tank controls are, like, completely unusable, basically. Um, and he, like, you know... Find the hex bit of the hexadecimal code because no one has this. Basically, someone probably somewhere has has the source code. Possibly not. He had to go through the hexadecimal compiled code to find the values and change them. It's just like <laughs> that's insane. And he's like, look, smooth, smooth things. It's it's no longer locked to the to the. It was locked to the frame rate. That was it. Yeah. So like, if you if you if you have too high a frame rate, then the game's unplayable. It's just like these are the kind of things that you know. Hardware becomes unusable, and if something isn't emulated properly, then that's it; it's gone. <laughs> At some point, you lose the ability to do that. Um, mm. I think, especially with like old, older technology, like stuff is starting to die. That is not that not as old as you you'd think those things would last. So, for instance, like Game Boy cartridges, like original Game Boy cartridges, are now getting to the point where if they have a save game functionality, the save game feature no longer works because. The battery needed to power the chip for the save game is dead, so yeah it's it's hit the point where like Pokemon cartridges now die unless you repair them, and you're like, oh shit, it's, it's a good thing this is popular yeah. enough for someone to get the code off and emulate, or else it's getting to the point where that's not fixable
1: but then there's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, but then there's also this, this, there's also problems of like there's some consoles that are not emulatable uh um, yeah i know sega, the sega saturn has this problem uh where like it's actually really hard to emulate and that's why they're like one of the most expensive retro consoles to get mm. because that's, that's like one of the only ways you can play the games on it yeah um and it was yeah, like, it people... wasn't
0: that successful so it, it's, it's a yeah. combination problem of like there are fewer of them like compared to like a, a SNES or something um and also, and also, on top of that, that is actually quite useful to have. And you get to the point where like bits, like bits of the the board, those boards are going to die. they like those things have onboard batteries and stuff. They're gonna stop working and or mm. melt bits of the chips or chips chips die randomly. Like processes stop working, and then that part might not exist. And that's that. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, I think the other is um one other thing I was thinking was. There was a bit there when I was in my like early twenties when I was trying to get into like retro game collection. Mm. And one huge problem is the best like the best uh, um the best retro video game shops would do boot up tests. Mm. Um and like a boot up test would just be like for anyone who doesn't know, it's just, like when you try to sell them like an old like PlayStation Two or like Game Boy game, they will have the console there and they will check to see if it runs and that you can like start a new game or whatever. That kind of like that's the that's the basic thing they'll do before they will like, yeah, here's some money for it and we'll sell it on. Um that is not how a lot of these games break. They'll like you'll encounter yeah. like an event or a cutscene like after 40 hours of gameplay or something that will stop the game like i got playstation one games new that did that yeah Um yeah, yeah. so like back in the day but you know <laughs> yeah uh i'm gonna watch that documentary and i think that'd be a that'd be a fun thing to talk about or even just digital oh, yeah. archiving in general because uh, no that'd be good let's have a yeah.
0: problems of digital archiving stuff
1: Thing. And also weird mods because I was also really into the like Jurassic Park Operation Genesis mod community. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> I, can, I can I can talk about that. Yeah, that'd be good. Um,
0: let's, let's do that some point.
1: That'd be that'd be good fun. Yeah. Other than that, I'm trying to like get through a book very quickly because I'm like effectively ended up in a book club with like one other friend. <laughs> uh where it's just like i'm trying to read this book when do you think you can get it done by i was <laughs> like oh, i think i can get it done by march <laughs> uh, like by the end of march and it's yeah. like yeah let's let's try to do that and i was like all right cool oh that's cute uh so that's fun it's about like the cia's involvement in like toppling european governments during the <laughs> during the cold war period <laughs> So
0: it's not that cute, but you know that's pretty. That's pretty kawaii, if you ask me. It's the, yeah. uh as the kids say.
1: And um, possible other episode planning. But uh-huh. did you listen to the uh, the the seriously raw episode about Simpsons reform?
0: Yeah, I did. Yeah,
1: because <laughs> I'd like to talk about that. Or like, what can you even fucking do with the Simpsons at this point?
0: Uh, yeah. Um. Yeah, Seriously Wrong is a um, for people who don't know, there's it, a strong, strong recommendation from the people on this podcast, is a mm, uh, uh, utopian comedy podcast, <laughs> so I describe it. Uh, yeah. They talk about like political theory, but also have like a lot of skits and have like a fictional time <laughs> with characters. It's very good. <laughs> um, yeah, it's very, very good and very strange in the best yeah, in the best yeah, ways utopian um,
1: uh socialist podcast but um yeah yeah, then, yeah
0: like... that, that, that caveat because you know who's utopia etc
1: <laughs> yeah um but the like the thing that they the thing that they uh did recently was an episode about like just the simpsons <laughs> <laughs> Mm -hmm. about like can the Simpsons be saved or fixed and this is like very this is a stark difference from like very kind of like philosophical uh, and political discussions about landlords or um... I think
0: like two or three episodes before that was like the people from the um, like Murray Bookchin (laughs) interviews giving a talk on Murray Bookchin and then they skip immediately to like but what if we could like change the Simpsons (laughs) <laughs> yeah. a very um very dramatic shift you've got going there
1: i'd be very interested in, uh I, I, i'd be it'd be interesting to have a conversation about that because we're like as two irish people uh um the simpsons was a massive cultural touchstone
0: yeah i have some yeah. i have some ideas as to why <laughs> oh,
1: yeah, 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 yeah but um
0: the yeah, that'd be that'd be funny
1: they also, yeah they reminded me of tapped out but i completely forgot about tapped out simpsons it, tapped out
0: oh yeah 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 yeah. the mobile phone game yeah oh dear i never and, played uh, that i remember it no, being advertised to me
1: <laughs> it's uh i checked in on it recently it's huge mm. it is fucking massive um so that's like and they, I think they mentioned in the episode that like The Simpsons is effectively now just an ad, a rolling advert for that game.
0: Yeah, we I mean, talked about this last time, but like, I I I genuinely do find while I've had phone games in the past, I'm like not into games on my phone, and I I don't kind of I don't understand how you'd end up playing like a game like Simpsons Tap Die because it's not like complex, it's not like a complex game with lots of stuff going on, right? Like it's just like.
1: What no, is the no, game like mechanic?
0: Game. I don't remember. Uh, it's like it's, you tap uh, things. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's a, a clicker passive.
1: game. It's like a passive game or whatever you want to call it. I can't remember what they're called exactly. They have there's a whole genre name for it, but the the um, yeah, like th- that that's definitely like a genre of phone game that's very popular, which is just the so you're pooping game. Um, yeah. Because the, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's meant to just like just kind of occupy your brain for a little bit while otherwise bored. Um, or do yeah, you have existential
0: like, crisis? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, as long as
0: keeps people off Twitter, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's not like um, because I think the other class of phone game is just it's kind of like almost an accessibility argument um like yeah, yeah um what's what's uh what's that game among us the, like really mm. popular game now during lockdown or whatever but like a huge part of that game's success is that it's available on the phone
0: yeah 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 absolutely that's true yeah, yeah.
1: even though it's like way more involved than any of those like so your are pooping games yeah that's yeah.
0: Man, no, I need to make phone games. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> Good fuck. Point, <laughs>
1: um...
0: That's funny. Um yeah. Oh, yeah, I need to get into that card game that you recommended, that you're that you play. <laughs> yes. Then I'll 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 send you messages like it's time to duel and you'll be like, okay
1: and i'll be like yes yes it is i'm so glad you reminded <laughs> me
0: correct um yeah tales of runeterra wasn't it
1: yeah legends of runeterra but yes yeah, close. right
0: close enough I, i'm sure if i googled that it would yeah, yeah. the runeterra
1: if I, I feel like is the word that if you got right nothing else will come up
0: it'd be very disturbing if but you know wouldn't that be quite funny if people had co-opted <laughs> that somehow yeah, um,
1: yeah, yeah like when you're when you're gonna vote in the uk during like I don't know the 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 twenty fourteen to uh, twenty sixteen period of just like would you like to vote for UK Independence Party or Br- British Independence Party yeah <laughs> or <laughs> Great British Independence Party?
0: It's all marketing. Oh all...
1: yeah, you exist to trick grandmothers.
0: That is what I like exist that, for. That's true. <laughs> yeah,
1: like that DVD copy of Transmorphers. That was an Yeah. <laughs>
0: it's 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 ingenious and i i can't blame him for trying (laughs) yeah so like all the pokemon ripoff um phone games that exist that are all like all the chinese pokemon ripoff games that are are just like other cute characters and then or or just pokemon characters and they manage to keep the game up for like a week before it gets taken down you're like yeah but the game probably made (laughs) like enough money for it to have been worth it so yeah So how's your uh, dreams
1: going? Oh
0: I yeah, mean, my dreams. Uh yeah, so um yeah, I have a few things going on. The so my 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 main main thing, my game, my game company, um, which I do in my spare time, uh you very generously made us a a very nice logo that's now our your logo, oh, yeah. which I'm very pleased with. Um, I'm gonna have it made into like enamel pins or something. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, hurts. because I needed, a,
0: needed something to spend money on. <laughs> the, waste money on lockdown. Uh, I finally got some, like, writing done. Um, I, I really, like, I've mentioned it before, but I really like this tool yarn. It's just, like, mm. I've now written all the syntax that I needed to make game logic work with it. It just kind of does what I want. It's quite easy to, like... Write a conversation where you just write a bit of text and you're like, Cool, so what can your player character ask now? Here are five questions. Cool, it's generated five cards for me. I'll go fill in those cards. <laughs> and then what happens if you say this? Oh, it goes back to this one. And you're like, oh the, all that linking up is done in this nice graph for me. And it's very easy to see like a visual representation of what you're working on, which is really, really helpful and it makes everything a lot faster. Um, mm. Yeah, I'm finally at the point we're finally at the point where like all of the main mechanics of the it's a game where you move a boat around it's like a walking simulator or like com like adventure game mm. but you sail a boat around to do talking to people uh around, a, around a, wee, a wee lake and we're finally at the point where like we have the map or like the terrain for the lake made and all the mechanics for the boat made and all the conversation system made in like a usable like not not polished or anything but like kind of everything it technically works and you can mm. Sail around and talk to people, and that will generate you tasks in your little notebook and the map and stuff. So at the point where we're now lay actually like writing to lay out the actual main map, which is very, very satisfying because it feels like actual content as opposed to like placeholder test content, which is good. Uh so that's really good. Not a lot of it's written, but like it's nice to have actually started, which I think is the hardest bit, is um going from cool, so we have a map. Do you wanna put stuff on it? No, because that will generate more work. <laughs> too. Uh oh, I've written some dialogue. I guess I'll put the like a placeholder model with that dialogue on it. Cool. <laughs> I guess I just need to make this person now. Right. Uh, so that's good. Yeah, so it has generated a lot more work, but um yeah, stuff is moving along. So okay. I'm trying to plan out like a, like a yeah, you know, from like a project manager perspective is like a lot of my thoughts now of like how many NPCs is too many NPCs to be realistic to both write content for and to make Mm. 3D models for. Mm. Because making one, like the art style isn't too complicated, but uh, each 3D model takes like, you know, at least a day (laughs) of work on it (laughs) to get like into a reasonable state and that's assuming nothing goes wrong and then need to animate some things. So it's a bit like daunting to do one so i need to kind of work out how long one takes and then how many characters is too many characters i'm thinking five npcs is like a reasonable number Mm. i don't know if that's too little content but that's the (laughs) amount i feel i feel like we could realistically do um yeah yeah and then like yeah, it's, 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 so that's, that's in quite a good state. Um, that's which good. Is good. Things are kind of trucking along. Um, in the meantime, I'm still playing Fallout 4, which is good because nice. I'm therefore interacting with a lot of game dialogue and scene. Fallout 4 has only been, <laughs> been a Bethesda game, which is, like, I found out recently, Bethesda's, like doesn't have as many employees as you think it would have, <laughs> which is, makes oh, really? the scope of their stuff very, very, like, impressive. Um, hmm. However, it it does mean that you get a lot of bits where you're like, this dialogue doesn't make sense because of something I've previously done. And kind of seeing a lot of those, seeing the edges of a lot of these systems is quite I think quite good for uh, writing content for one. Um, So that's good. Um, We also played um, Detroit Become Human, which is the PS4 David Cage game Mm. where you're like, ai systems and it's all quick time events plus like interacting with the environment and conversations which i guess isn't that similar to the game i'm making but, <laughs> um uh in terms of like mechanics wise but uh, it's a very pretty game but it's, it's 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 very interesting to see like a branching story that work that does actually work obviously it has like um limit limitations to it but um that was that was you know useful from like a seeing something like that working on a, mm. on a grand scale obviously at a much higher fidelity and complexity than something I'm I, I'm making at the moment with like two people but uh, that was quite good I like that I, I know some people don't like David Cage games but,
1: yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, he's uh, divisive
0: yeah I think a lot of people don't like the forum of like quick time events plus conversation they're like that's not a real game and you're like yeah but that's that's fine <laughs> they're the same people who like don't like gone don't like gone home so i mean i mean i like gone home so don't. <laughs> i uh I, I don't i don't subscribe to that i think, it was, I, think it was, I thought it was really good um it's like a blade runner ripoff kind of sort of in a bit mm-hmm. um i'm doing that and then what other thing have i been doing that was like informing this i started watching the, the twin peaks season three again <laughs> 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 um I'm not totally sure why I started watching it again. It was more like, um, so when we were first in lockdown, or when lockdown started here in the UK, me and my partner were in New Zealand, and our flights were all cancelled, and we were very nearly trapped in New Zealand. It was it was quite funny, um, but uh, as we needed something to do, we weren't actually we were like physically not allowed to leave <laughs> leave leave the uh, the hotel room we ended up in because our original accommodations all cancelled and we had to go find like a, the hotels that were left open and we were just in this like box room with like a window that faced a wall not allowed to leave we were like well, I guess we'll rewatch Twin Peaks and then just blasted through all of it because we won't like go anywhere else <laughs> um, and then <laughs> I was like I'll rewatch season 3 actually because re-watching season 2 is, has invigorated me and mm. you know the boat game is set in like a lake with pine trees <laughs> so I was like yeah similar David Lynchy, you know I like this is kind of the semi-inspired by... Um, then I forgot, season three is not like season one and two at all. There's very little uh, of the same of the vibe I'm actually going for in this. But uh, that's, that's that's good fun. Again, the scene and abstract story working together. Because, yeah, I think I'm trying to not make a straight plot. And mm. taking a David Lynch look at that is probably the way to do it th- in a way that I enjoy without being too derivative. So I'm still working at the kinks of that in my pull process, but that's uh that's what i'm doing relating to relating to my dreams uh how's your uh political activism going <laughs>
1: Uh, grand there's a there's a big call but uh ooh yeah it, it's see where that goes i don't know i've been i think i've been kind of burnt out and about that kind of stuff um mm-hmm. the thing that happened was like someone invited me in to help them with like graphic design for their activist project and it's just like holy fuck i can't because <laughs> they're they're um reading a lot of like political activism stuff and like one of the things that uh some political activists kind of say that like the other example they give of like is the like the whole getting bogged down and like over democratizing things is like the the joke example they often give is the color of the pamphlet right um, yeah right <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: yeah, yeah and that feels like kind of what's happened here uh most people's like solutions to this is if you have a or multiple like design savvy people in your organization then they're just like the committee on design basically yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they can do it democratically internally if they want but like I've been like I've worked in graphic design teams before you're usually able to just like convince one another of like what's the best approach and kind of thing like that mm-hmm. um, but like yeah they're, they're kind of democratically deciding like their branding at the moment but they're doing it they're doing it like in individual elements of like logo and text and color as like separate elements that they can like mix and match. It was like, no, like,
0: hey, no, that's not going to look good.
1: That won't work. It's not how branding yeah. works. Yeah. So that's like fun ish. I guess. <laughs> um, but it, it's contributed to a bit of a, a bit of a burn, burn out there. Uh, yeah. That's fair.
0: That's very I, fair. I,
1: I, I'll do the. I'll do some graphic design for them to to keep some people I know they're happy or whatever. But like, I won't be quick about it. I can that much.
0: That's totally. I think that's totally fair. You know, at the end of the day, um, especially if they're not agreeing on stuff anyway, and you don't think it's coming together well. Yeah, it's the. It's not exactly the best motivation unless it's something like you're actively involved. with Otherwise, you know i think it's fair enough don't you don't want to like overextend yourself to something because like a lot of these things do just fizzle away i think is the, is the unfortunate unfortunate truth about it um and that's for a variety of reasons there's so like yeah locally me and some people uh who i know from my local labor branch are talking about like doing some sort because uh basically one of them's a like a food campaigner we were kind of working with local towns associations to apply for money for like emergency covid like food support for people and we were kind of talking about like oh how we could turn like use stuff like that as like a way in to be like a local like socialist campaigning group as that's like kind of outside of a political party to do like local socialist campaigning and meetings and stuff that kind of has an organization around it and kind of at a, a call we had to kind of start coordinating some of this stuff um to kind of bring it together and invite some other people we know in um and then making it more broadly available uh i was kind of like oh well it'd be good to like in cases we need to like apply if we're applying for grants on behalf of people for instance to do like the you know solidarity side of it um maybe it'd be good to like see what like legal entity we need to set up i was like has anyone had to set up like a Activist legal entity before, and the person whose idea this was in the first place was just like, "Oh, I've set up like dozens of these." I was like, "Wait, what?" I was like, <laughs> "I was kind of vaguely aware of this." I was like, "Oh yeah, but like a lot of like a lot of these things don't like end up not going anywhere because people potentially lose interest, or it's like too narrow, and you couldn't get enough people on board and stuff. Or like it had a like it had a fall at a different at a at a previous hurdle, or kind of it worked for a while and then you know lots." lost steam or like its original goals were met for instance it was an individual campaign it's just like oh yeah that actually is like good to people around who aren't like you know naive about oh and this thing is just gonna work and it's gonna be great and you know build it and they will come kind of attitude but then on the other side it was a bit of just like oh yeah that's actually really demoralizing (laughs) because sometimes people like if people just stop showing up to these things and that's it there's it if if it only exists because there's like enough enough uh, momentum behind it. Um that it just kind of goes away. So like we interestingly, like, so it, it was like it's um it's AGM season for like the um Labour Party in the UK. Mm-hmm. And like so last year, um like I'd say Corbynite people uh had basically every branch position. And this year we have none of them. It's just like okay, well, I mean that's mm-hmm. and that's largely due to like a lack of enthusiasm. Therefore, it's more difficult to get people to show up. But also, like a lot of people who just like have quit or like not interested, and therefore, like I'm not going to sit through like two hour AGM for this for the purpose of like you know holding like a meaningless position in this in this thing. I don't I don't agree with anymore. You're like, well, that's that's fair enough, and that's on the scale of like the largest political party in Europe <laughs> like you can't get this is the so when you have a more localized thing or like you know uh, more fluid kind of thing going uh, people might just stop showing stop up and then it will fit away so what I'm saying is don't worry about the geographic design work too slowly because worst case scenario it, the thing just stops existing you never have to turn it in <laughs> <laughs> oh no <laughs> And that might not Fair have anything to do with the graphic design work not being on time.
1: <laughs> God damn it! But yeah, that's uh, that's uh, everything. Other than uh, 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 other than, uh, I, I think we've planned some future
0: episodes. you plan some future episodes? Yeah, I just wanted to advocate like doing very localized political organizing work. It's very, it has a satisfying element to it. Is when it works out, you're like. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's these people i know who have materially benefited from like people wanting to make themselves available <laughs> for for stuff which is quite good because like uh yeah i mean some of the, like i'd helped write what a, like a, a, a grant for money that got funded i was like oh okay cool would i have met any of these people if i wasn't like politically engaged no <laughs> so potentially they would just wouldn't have like, would have probably found someone else to do it. It's not like I was like the linchpin of anything. It was just like, oh, this is very satisfying. It had a very clear like action was taken, and it was with like a socialist ethos of there's no means testing involved or anything like that to the end goal of it. It's just like we want to do this thing and make it available to people who need it. You're like, okay, that's okay, that's that's good, cool. That just kind of happened then. <laughs> yeah. very, very satisfying, even on like a tiny scale. It's still. um it's still good. I think that's kind of in some ways better because you get an actual return uh quickly.
1: Speaking of um speaking of similar thing is the uh, kicked off in Berlin is the Deutsche Wohnen und Co. Teignon uh, thing oh, yeah, of just like right. getting signatures to hold a referendum in Berlin to to um uh, uh, expropriate yeah. a bunch of property. <laughs> We can make it happen folks. We can do this. Um yeah. That's been pretty exciting. I've been watching from a distance so far, but like people I know are heavily involved.
0: That's yeah, that's really really cool. I think that's that's uh that's really good as a as a mm. as a thing because it's 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 I think it's so exciting for people in Berlin because it's like has a very very direct impact on their lives in terms of like anyone who's ever had to move at all it's just like oh there's like these giant landlord companies that own everything it's just like yeah not a sustainable system um no. and you know it isn't impossible to happen what uh what odds do you give expropriation happening at um
1: i'm very curious now uh there's a lot of hurdles. Mm. Um, do you know, I think I think the signatures can be gotten. What's what's the material uh, thing
0: that happens if you've enough signatures?
1: Referendums held.
0: Oh, an actual referendum is held. Oh, cool. Okay. Mm. Well, a uh,
1: Ber- Berlin-wide uh, referendum, because apparently uh, this is something that I, I I've learned while paying attention to this campaign. Uh, Germany cannot have a nationwide referendum. Really. yeah yeah. the only thing you can't do is a statewide
0: oh and berlin's one of those like city-state things yeah yeah right it's its own
1: state that's pretty cool Um,
0: yeah
1: i like this is a very berlin particular issue because like i think we had the fast like up until the the rent cap had been passed there, like Berlin, had the fastest raising rent if anywhere in Europe.
0: Yeah, right. That makes sense.
1: I guess because uh, when, like,
0: so when you moved there, like, your rent went down from Edinburgh, right? or did it? Um,
1: and it's difficult to say because you also have the distinction in Germany of like, uh, cold and warm rent.
0: Oh I yeah, mean, with yeah, that's with bills and without bills, right?
1: Yeah, basically.
0: Right. Okay, so it's kind of it's more difficult to work out because I imagine in Edinburgh you just paid all your bills separately, right?
1: Yes. You yeah, did, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which was which was pretty nice because uh, the main benefit is definitely that your heating costs are just spread equally across the year.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: Rather than it's suddenly just more expensive in the winter, uh, which mm-hmm. is that was a problem in Edinburgh because <laughs> um, I got very cold there, but the. Um, my, now that I've gotten a reduction because of the the rent lid because rent of the cap, rent cap yeah. the meat and decal, I learned decal as lid, so first <laughs> so I keep calling it the rent lid. Um, well, that makes sense.
0: Same same diff.
1: Yeah right. Um, there's no distinction in German, I guess. There's um the I learned it from like getting takeaway coffee, uh, and asking for the decal, the lid. Um. But the duh, 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 the reduction I've got now is now cheaper. Is definitely now cheaper than
0: Damn, what you would have been in Edinburgh. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah.
0: I think like uh, Edinburgh is quite an expensive city as well. Like in terms of, uh, I um, think
1: it's. Uh, I think it's technically the. Is it the most expensive in? Um, oh, it depends on how you cut it. But like Edinburgh, I think might be the most expensive in um, in Scotland.
0: Oh, I, yeah, because, I think so. I, I think that's probably, yeah. like, bits of Glasgow are probably more expensive. But it's, or... yeah,
1: yeah, I think that too. But there's, like, things that would be a lot cheaper that would be considered Glasgow, but you'd also be a lot further out from the centre because Glasgow's just bigger than
0: yeah, yeah. Like, Edinburgh. Yeah, 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 right, yeah.
1: The other one that might be a contender would be Aberdeen because of oh, yeah. the oil money.
0: The oil money, yeah, that's true. The, um, I once knew somebody who moved to Aberdeen and it was just like, my rent in here is more expensive than my rent in Dublin, which is comical. I'm <laughs> just, <because laughs> just living somewhere with all the oil people who have lots of money. The, um, uh, uh, yeah am uh, so sitting in
1: the UK to be a stripper, apparently.
0: Where, where's cheaper a. Uh,
1: it's the best place in the UK to be a stripper.
0: Right, well, that makes sense. Yeah, because you people yeah. coming from a long haul in the oil rig
1: and they have a, lot, they have of a lot of
0: money yeah that's all in small bills for some reason
1: um, <laughs> I, I, I think like anywhere else in the uk you could just get it in small bills i think your bank will just do that for you if you ask
0: no that's crazy um the, the bank you're not let into a bank branch <laughs> in coronavirus yeah the, uh, uh, the rent i the yeah there's no no well, there's... all the banks are closed but the strip clubs are open
1: thanks to um, rishi sunak's new deal to help struggling businesses
0: (laughs) get it up to help out is the uh new new thing budget 2021 hear it actually this might come out in the day the budget comes out so scoop that's a scoop for you so on this episode we're advocating um using new writing tools as much as possible if your writing tool isn't working just switch your writing tool over and over again just continuously Mm -hmm. um uh also um uh local activism is very good uh hyper local activism is also very good um and on top of that uh I think the main, main takeaway about local activism is like what someone else articulated to me, and I was like, that's actually a very good point, is like leftists love talking, and you need to make your thing have some component that is not talking, because if it's all talking, that is it. That, that's all anyone will do, and once they get into that mold, convincing them not to do all talking is very difficult. And you're like, yeah, that's that's so true. Mm. I love a good meeting, but I would also like a not meeting sometimes, you know, where you give me a task or I suggest a task. We all do it anyway. The, uh, so those are the two takeaways and also, um, don't rent. It's very expensive.
1: <laughs> go to Aberdeen, get involved in, uh, a, 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 in, um, in oil money and buy a house. Yeah. That's your, yeah, that's the
0: plan. Yeah. Um, if, if she, or she says so go to strip clubs, <laughs> But not to the bank. Do not go to the bank.